Welcome, dumbheads, to MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. In this series, we are examining every single goddamn page of Palladium's Beyond the Supernatural RPG to determine what is the dumbest thing on that page. Every episode is one page, every episode is short. If you'd like to play along at home, this is Beyond the Supernatural 2nd Edition, the first printing from January 2005. Today we're discussing the back cover of Beyond the Supernatural. I've got my Krabbies in hand, the last of the season, and I'm sipping it as I prepare myself to be Krabby for the last time. About this. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to give up being disgruntled in general in the offseason. That is not my goal. And if it were, I would have picked the wrong year for it. But for podcasting purposes, this is the last time this season that I need to work up some discontent, some crabbiness with this book, Beyond the Supernatural. And despite the fact that this is a back cover, traditionally a difficult portion of the season, a rough dismount since there's not much back here, it's just ads really, uh, I do have something to be upset about today. I do have a dumb thing to identify, and it gives me an opportunity to end this season with uh, kind of a takeaway, kind of an overall sense of Beyond the Supernatural. As you will know, if you are a Palladium fan, there are a million zillion Palladium products, all different game lines, all sorts of nooks and crannies, not just big names like Rifts or Robotech, but you know, there's Recon, there's Macross, there's After the Bomb, there's Dead Rain, right? There, There's a million zillion things. And if you didn't want to promote one of Palladium's main games, you could, of course, promote a Rift's World Book. You could promote the Rifter. Of all the possible choices Palladium could have made, the book they chose to promote, number one, top of this page, Prime Real Estate, right? This is the very first ad for another Palladium product that a Beyond the Supernatural buyer and player will see. Uh, what Palladium has chosen to advertise is the Compendium of Contemporary Weapons. Now, they say contemporary. The Compendium of Contemporary Weapons was published on September 1st, 1993, according to Amazon. That is, for any of you who might be doing harder drinking than Krabby's today, for any number of very valid reasons, about 12 years prior to the publication of Beyond the Supernatural. Now, I'm not a gun person, as those of you who are gun people will be constantly aware, but I checked out some forum discussions about this product to see if people had difficulties with it, if they felt that it was a bit outdated, and I definitely do see complaints about this. I'm not sure how outdated this material would have been by 2005, but I get the sense that when you're selling a book based on accurate representation of real-life firearms, 12 years might be a long time. And my understanding is that this book was not really up-to-date or very accurate when it was published, actually. Um, I don't know. This is secondhand complaining that I'm doing, but that's my sense of it. What I can attest to, and this is truly the dumbest thing on this page, is that the Compendium of Contemporary Weapons is a terrible choice as a sort of Netflix recommendation for the buyer and player of Beyond the Supernatural. Like, based on your interest in Beyond the Supernatural, you might try dot dot dot, what, Nightbane maybe, which is also on this back cover? Sure. Modern, Supernatural, okay. Uh, Heroes Unlimited, maybe I'm into the psychic stuff, but I want to do it out in the open. Maybe I hate the Just for Kicks masquerade. Maybe it no longer provides me with kicks, and I'd rather, you know, wear a cape and go tell my boss to fuck off, like Rhonda. A very bad recommendation is the Compendium of Contemporary Weapons, for a few reasons. Number one, you may recall that repeatedly in this book, the author has beseeched us to consider <laughs> that guns can get you into lots of trouble, and many people don't own them, and the ones who do own them may choose not to use them, 
And also there are lots of good reasons not to have specific weapons in this book. And anyway, just any excuse the author can think of not to have his precious, precious monsters mowed down by machine guns. Military characters are specifically excluded from the game. No specific firearms are given. Legal consequences of owning and using firearms are emphasized. And we are explicitly told we may want to consider walking off into the darkness to be slaughtered while unarmed. It seems strange then, the first inch of space that the author has to sell us on another Palladium product on the back of this book, that he jumps right to the complete and accurate book of contemporary firearms, including military weapons. It's very counter to what Beyond the Supernatural is purportedly about. Uh, It is also counter to the actual rules of Beyond the Supernatural. You may recall that I praised this book for streamlining its weapon and weapon proficiency system. The weapon proficiency now lists the typical damage, the burst rules, etc. for each weapon. So if you turn to weapon proficiency submachine gun, there are one-size-fits-all stats for submachine guns with rules for how to fire a single shot or different lengths of burst from that generic submachine gun. These rules are later iterations of the Palladium firearm rules, and they directly contradict the firearm rules in the Compendium of Contemporary Weapons, which, after all, was published 12 years ago as of the publication of Beyond the Supernatural. So it's been over a decade. And I mean, Palladium rules don't change much, but there are certain things the author can't leave alone. It's like Kevin Sambito writes the way that an insomniac sleeps. You see him tossing and turning in 1993. You return in 2005, he's still not going to be sleeping, but you can be goddamn sure he's going to have turned over that pillow about once every 20 minutes since you left him. And the same is true of the firearm rules in the Palladium system. They're never going to substantively change, right? The author is never going to actually move on, but the numbers will be continually tinkered with in a doomed effort to save them. And this has happened for over a decade between these two iterations of the Palladium firearm rules. For example, a machine gun in Beyond the Supernatural has something like 10 times the effective capacity of a comparable machine gun from the Compendium of Contemporary Weapons because of different burst rules, like in terms of the amount of damage you can get out of a machine gun. It's much more efficient. Uh, Different kinds of bursts for different weapons take different lengths of time, like different amounts of melee actions. Bonuses to strike and number of actions per melee for an aimed shot are different. The reduced bonus to hit for burst fire is different. Pretty much across the board, there, there are major significant differences. What's more, the Compendium of Contemporary Weapons also offers body armor. Now you would perhaps think, here's something my paranormal investigator can use. Uh, I may not want to be toting guns around, but I may be able to use some protection from all these monsters who have me drastically outgunned and could easily kill me, right? It's a good thought. But naturally, for its multi-line, general purpose, all-seasons compendium of contemporary weapons and armor, uh, Palladium chose to use a different, distinct version of armor rules that are totally different from the armor rules used in its other games. Uh, The armors provided in the compendium do not have an armor rating or an SDC. Instead, they're sort of described long form. Every ammo has a penetration value, which, by the way, the generic weapons in Beyond the Supernatural do not. And for each armor, it's like, well, if it's got a penetration value of one, then it would sting a little bit. But if it had a penetration value of two, then you'd probably get a bruise and you might take some damage. But then if it had a penetration value of three, uh, then it hurt you a lot, but it'd still be reduced fractionally. But if it had a penetration value of five, then it'd be like the armor wasn't there at all. You can see where it's a lot easier just to go through this rigmarole for every kind of armor. 
And number one, this doesn't interlock with the system used in Beyond the Supernatural. Uh, number two, it very specifically does not address the use of melee weapons or unarmed combat. So there's no indication of like what would be the penetration value of getting bitten or punched by a supernaturally powerful demonic entity. What if a Dybbuk throws a motorcycle at you? What then? In other Palladium games, it would still be pretty simple. Armor rating, SDC, you pretty much got it covered. It's abstracted to that degree. But if you want to go the extra step of accuracy and verisimilitude and use the compendium of contemporary weapons, the answer to what happens if a Dybbuk throws a motorcycle at a person wearing riot armor is, who the fuck knows? There's no such thing as Dybbuks. So somehow Palladium has achieved a, a remarkable feat here in that if I buy the contemporary weapons supplement for my game to get access to improved detailed stats for armor, I actually know less about how armor works in my game than I did before I bought the supplement. This is a book that contains negative information on a practical level. And I'm not here to judge which is better. I mean, first of all, I'm not qualified because I don't know anything about firearms, so who knows? And secondly, Beyond the Supernatural is using a version of the Palladium modern combat rules that have drifted in a different direction over the past 12 years. So what's being advertised on the back of Beyond the Supernatural is a book full of weapons we were implored not to use with this game, described using rules that don't work with this game. That's the dumbest thing, and the question is, why? Why is this here? I think it's probably just cool cover art. I think it's as simple as that. Possibly an aspect of it is that it is a modern world supplement as opposed to one for Rifts or for a fantastical world like the world of Heroes Unlimited. So it just sort of occurred to them as a book you could theoretically use with Beyond the Supernatural. Like, it's not a book of Mecha, right? But then again, Palladium Fantasy is one of the three books featured here, which it would be hard to think of a game less compatible with Beyond the Supernatural than Palladium Fantasy. That's maybe part of it. This goes to a problem with Palladium that I think maybe puts a point on my overall feelings about Beyond the Supernatural after reading it this season. This game is never going to grab me the way that Ninjas and Super Spies and Heroes Unlimited did uh, because I was a kid when I encountered those games for the first time and I owned them. I made a bunch of characters. I was already a fan of the material that inspired those books. So Beyond the Supernatural is never going to have the, the place in my, my personal gaming life uh, that Heroes Unlimited and Ninjas and Super Spies do. Looking at the games critically, though, there's an awful lot to like about Beyond the Supernatural, especially when it comes to a driving idea and clever implementation of that idea. There's an effort here to make a particular type of horror game using really interesting ideas, like an unenforced but de facto masquerade, like proximity equals power. So even if you're a powerful psychic, you can only use your powers in the presence of supernatural evil. The idea of Victor Laszlo as a pioneering parapsychologist whose work begins to uncover the true nature and meaning of psychic and magical phenomena, and then he vanishes and he leaves this agency trying to gradually discover more about the hidden secrets throughout this world, the way that that's a unifying but not homogenizing setting element. There are issues with all those things, but they are all attempts to execute individual ideas that all add up to an attempt to achieve a particular thing with the game. Which, like, one of the charming things about Heroes Unlimited is that it seems to have only the vaguest unconscious idea of what kind of superhero story you're supposed to play with it. It isn't even trying to be generic. It's an expression of the author's ideas and preferences about the superhero genre expressed, I think, mostly unconsciously. And the rules for Beyond the Supernatural often have a lot more um, finesse. They have a lot more polish as Palladium rules go than the earlier works. 
In short, there's a lot of stuff that is either improved or original to recommend Beyond the Supernatural as a role-playing game made in 2005, but it's severely hampered by the fact that Palladium never seems to throw anything away. We are still dealing, in the year 2005, with the same half-ass hack of Advanced Dungeons & Dragons that Palladium started with back in the 80s. We're still dealing with this bloated skill system. We're still dealing with these shitty attitudes toward disability, toward mental difference, toward non-Western cultures, toward women. We're still drawing on these same formative lessons of game design that the author learned in the 1970s rather than refinements and innovations that come out of the 21st century uh, when there's been a lot, of, uh, a lot of progress, a lot of movement. The Compendium of Contemporary Weapons exemplifies the fact that Palladium refuses to throw its old material away. You don't have to update your book of guns. I mean, it's easy money. You're leaving it on the table. But thanks to the grace of God, I'm not in marketing or accounting for Palladium books. That's none of my business. You don't have to update it. But to put it in the most prominent place as like, this is the book you should buy if you liked this one. It, it suggests that Palladium still doesn't understand that at a certain point, the bread goes stale. The material that worked 12 years ago will not necessarily work now. And I think that my overall impression of Beyond the Supernatural coming to it with relatively fresh eyes. I mean, I encountered this material when I was a kid, but I never got deeply into it. My sense is that a lot of the good ideas in this book are being held back by the refusal to ditch the old material. Uh, with that, we are finished with our discussion of Beyond the Supernatural. Thank you so much for joining me through this. It has been a tumultuous season in the real world. I appreciate those of you who have listened, especially those of you who have contacted me to let me know that you've listened to the show during hard times. That's one of the ways that I use podcasts just to get into somebody else's head and think about something trivial for a little while. Sometimes that can be a real comfort. Uh, everybody's tastes in that are different. And if this show works in that way for you, I, sincerely, I could not be happier. Let's talk about the future. As always, there will be a hiatus between seasons of MDC. That means that daily MDC won't be coming out for a while as I make a final selection of which book I want to cover next season, uh, do some test recordings, either completely or mostly annotate that book uh, so that I can avoid any hitches in the recording schedule, uh, work on my recording logistics, etc., etc., etc. In the meantime, for those of you who are patrons, World of Dumbness colon Fuck, Mary Slay, the series where Claire Mulcairn joins me to discuss fucking, marrying, and or slaying the denizens of the various clans in Vampire the Masquerade, that series is going to continue with episodes once per month. I've already got some bonus episodes of that in the can, and I'm probably going to be adding a Patreon goal uh, to start doing additional episodes. I know that's something multiple people have asked for. So if the interest is there and people can afford to make that kind of contribution, uh, that's something manageable for me to record. So Fuck, Mary Slay will continue to come out. Typically, I also do some other kind of special project during hiatus. I think and hope something like that is going to be coming out during this hiatus. I'm not entirely sure. Something should be coming out uh, before the next season begins. Once again, thank you to everyone. I love making this podcast. I'm looking forward to season four already, but a break will be good. I'm going to go be a podcast consumer for a while, find some new inspiration, possibly do some vanity listening to, uh, to my own podcast. I mean, look, it's a daily podcast. It's a lot of material. One of the advantages of that is I've forgotten the vast majority of everything I've ever said to you. So now I get to go back and be the dear listener. It's a perfect symbiosis of my own bullshit. In any case, take care of yourselves, and I'll see you in season four. This has been Mega Dumbcast. New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big megasode on the top-secret Patreon-only RSS feed. 
If you'd like to get access to that RSS feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Contact or check out the show wherever you want. I am Megadumbcast on Twitter, Instagram, Gmail, Podbean, your favorite podcatcher, etc., etc. MDC, Palladium Books, Beyond the Supernatural, and all associated trademarks are property of Kevin Simbita. This season's theme song is Horizon Ending by Soft and Furious, whose work you can find at loyaltyfreakmusic.com. Dumbheads, I will catch you next time.